0: Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the RD Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E already friends. That's pros.com slash already friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one of a kind formulas. Pros.com slash already friends. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things
1: lightly has never been what Hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, Hello and welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And today it is just me and a guest. I am having on one of my friends, Julie Valentina. She is a travel filmmaker, content creator, travels the world in films for tourism and travel brands. So I'm so excited to have her on. This episode honestly came to be because me and Julie are working right now on a shoot in Saudi Arabia. And honestly, we have hit it off so well in the past two, three days that I had to ask her to come on because I just knew that this would be such an interesting conversation. She, like I said, gets paid to travel the world. And something that we were talking about is that both of us kind of get a lot of questions about how we got into working in travel, about how you work with tourism boards and do things like that. So I thought, what if I just had her on and she could explain what she does. And so whenever someone asks her, DMs her, she could just send them this episode. And same with me. If anyone ever asked me how I got into it, I'll just kind of forward them this episode so they can kind of get a whole picture explanation, more of a deep dive instead of just a short Instagram DM, kind of explain it. So again, she explains her whole journey, her whole career so well, and she gives really good tips for people who want to pursue their dream job. We talk confidence, we talk manifestation, we talk faking it till you make it. So it's a really good one. Really quick, some catching up with you guys. Like I said, we're on a shoot right now in Saudi Arabia. Literally got called on Thursday of last week asking if I could leave Saturday to go to Saudi for a shoot with Ethra. Ethra is a super cool destination in Damam, Saudi Arabia. I will link the website in our show notes. So you guys can check it out, but it's just this super cool cultural art center. It's so innovative. You guys may be seeing their library. Their library is so cool, so futuristic, and we're just shooting here for two days. This is one of the shortest international shoots I've ever been on. I mean, it probably takes the cake, but yeah, I flew all the way out to Saudi for a two-day shoot and then I was going to fly home. But then I was thinking, why get all this jet lag? Why fly over 24 hours just to turn right back around after two days? So I decided to make my next destination, Istanbul, Turkey, which is one of the places I've wanted to go to for so long now. And when I was just looking at flights home, I'm like, this is such a crime to go all the way across the world and just turn back around when there's so many pool destinations close by and for cheap. So that's exactly what I did. I bought a ticket to go to Turkey and then my company is flying me home from Turkey. I'll go to Turkey for a week and then I'll fly home. It'll be 4th of July weekend. So that is my plan. Okay, well, I think that's all my updates. Honestly, I think I can share more once the shoot's over, once I finish my turkey trip. So I will have those updates in a future episode. But my peak of the week, honestly, has been this shoot, of course. How can I not say the shoot getting to meet Julie? We had been connected on Instagram for almost a year. And it's been great meeting her in real life. That was definitely something I was so excited about. Just I love connecting with new people, especially people like Julie, who's just crushing it. I got to work with my friend Clay again. Clay was our talent for a shoot a year ago in the US for a Visit the USA shoot. And he's also a filmmaker. And he's amazing. Such a great, optimistic, positive personality. So great working with him. And yeah, seeing a new city in Saudi. Last time I was in Saudi Arabia, I went to Jeddah and Riyadh. And this time around, I'm in Dammam. So new city and it makes me so happy. So yeah, that's my peak. And let me read some of your guys's peaks. Okay, relating to this one so hard, Lexi said, about to start the solo leg of my Euro trip that is amazing. Have so much fun in Europe. Have so much fun traveling solo. Forgot to mention, I'm going to Turkey by myself. I'm doing a solo week-long trip. So I'm excited for both of us. Caroline said, heading to Hawaii for my baby moon. That is so fun. Have the best time. Hawaii is so beautiful. Tori said, standing as a maid of honor, my best friend's wedding. It was the perfect day and she is so happy. Oh my gosh, that's such a beautiful peak." congratulations to your friend. And finally, Kylie said, finding a new city to move to and finding a roommate and starting to manifest a gap year job. Congratulations, Kylie. Best of luck on that move. Sending you good vibes to find that gap year job. I know you're going to find one. As always, send in your peek to our Instagram page, Already Friends Podcast. We post that Peak of the Week box every Monday. Okay, well, finally getting into our guest. Like I mentioned, we are having on Julie Valentina. Julie is a full-time travel filmmaker and content creator. She travels the world and gets paid by tourism boards and travel brands, to create content and make gorgeous cinematic masterpieces for them. Julie is so, so talented. I want you guys to go, please check out her website, check out her social media because she absolutely kills it. And something that's so true is that it's such a male dominated industry being a filmmaker, especially in the travel space. So Julie is really one of very few women that I know doing this job. So she is so inspirational. She is truly killing it. And I love that I got to hear more of her story, hear how she got into this. And I love that she shares some tips for our listeners and for how to get into this if you're interested as well. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Here is Julie. Valentina.
2: Julie, how are you doing? Thanks Very for being here. Good. Thanks for inviting me.
1: I, we were just talking about how I was like, what should I wish I'd introduce you as? I know you have a different name. So you had a funny story of how you came up with Julie Valentina because that's not actually your real name, right?
2: No, actually, Julie Valentina is not my real name. Like Valentina is not my real name. My actual name is Yoliana. Maya, but nobody can pronounce it like correctly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I just went for Julie and (laughs) I don't know, my parents wanted to name me. Like that was their second choice. Of naming me Valentina. Oh,
1: wait, funny.
2: And I needed an Instagram name that wasn't like with thousands of numbers. So I just went for that when I was like 14 and I just kept it. And now it's like my
1: artist name or something. Yeah. Wait, amazing. Well, please introduce yourself, tell us where you're from, what you do. Give us the whole spiel.
2: Okay, so uh my name is Julie, as already said. I'm 21 years old. I'm a travel filmmaker from Germany, but mostly somewhere else in the world, 90% of my time. And And I am a filmmaker since probably two years full-time. I started very early with photography when I was 12 years old. And yeah, my interest grew into filmmaking over the years. And now I'm very happy to do it full-time and to travel. That gives me the opportunity to travel a lot. So yeah, that's mainly what I do. (laughs) Well, right off the
1: bat, I could not believe you when you said you were 21, the fact that you're doing all of this and you're so successful you're booked you're busy at such a young age like
2: i had no idea what i was doing with my life at 21 so props to you I'm not going to lie. Also, like many times, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I just go with the flow, literally. But um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy to me. It's been a huge dream of mine to do all of that, like over the years. And I'm still so grateful for it every single day. So I think you
1: should just with that jump right into what you did after high school how you got started in this, because again, you're so young and I want to know, did you go to film school? Like, what was your background?
2: Okay, so it's pretty wild. I went to school very early. My parents are teachers, so they taught me how to, you know, read and all of that stuff pretty early. Uh, I went to school at four. uh, So I only went to kindergarten for one year and then I finished school at 16. I went to university at 16. Wow. I was first studying to be a teacher for a year. You know, it's in a family my parents are teachers then I studied economics and then I studied media but in the end I ended up like being you know self-employed just because I didn't like like the university life and like being dependent on these classes and all of that just wasn't my thing so um yeah it kind of like one thing came to another I would say and I just quit university all my studies (laughs) Uh, My parents weren't too happy about it. I'm not going to lie. It was a big shock for them. And they were like, you're never going to make money out of that. But I mean, at some point you got to prove your parents because, you know, I mean, the world nowadays is so, so different than to how it was back then. Mm -hmm. Like it has evolved and people couldn't even imagine back then, like, you know, to travel the world with like making videos like it's so wild. (laughs) Yeah. Even just quitting university.
1: Yeah. That even 10 years ago. 15 years ago was such a crazy concept and nowadays it might be the right move because it's letting you build something yourself and make a move for yourself that, you know, sometimes going into a corporate job or the company that your
2: parents dreamed of for you isn't as stable as we once thought it was. And even like with social media nowadays, you have way more possibilities and getting these kind of opportunities and getting to know people. I mean, we both knew each other mm-hmm. before the shoot, before we got Before we even the actually met,
1: like probably yeah. a year before we even actually met. But going back to leaving university, what age did you leave? And then did you have a plan or what was your next step
2: after that? So I left university when I was 20. Oh, okay. So I never took uni too serious. <laughs> like I skipped sorry, my sorry, classes <laughs> and all of that um yeah I didn't tell my parents about it no. you did or didn't I did not oh my gosh I just went to you know Spain or any other place I was like okay I'm at uni right now
1: yeah sorry I just to transferred. <laughs> going to Madrid for the semester <laughs>
2: Yeah. And I mean, it's it's you don't want to let them down. You don't want to hurt them too hard. Not too much. I mean, I probably did when I said I'm not going to do it anymore. But yeah. And then I didn't have any plan. Like I was just so sure I want to get into filmmaking, do this creative thing. But I never knew if it's even going to work out, you know. But I just went into it. I kept traveling. I had all these crazy experiences while traveling. I got to know so many people. That also inspired me. Um, to do the things uh, like I'm doing nowadays. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's pretty much it. So when you were in university,
1: had you started being a videographer and doing filmmaking? Or what what level were you at when you decided to kind of pursue it instead of the college route?
2: Okay, so I started being a freelance editor when I was studying economics. I think that was like three to four years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was really bad. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. And I never really thought I could make an actual career out of it. And the story behind, like, behind really getting into filmmaking is pretty crazy. So I was actually dating a filmmaker back then. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and he had all these crazy jobs, you know. And I was like, okay, that that's definitely a thing. So, I mean, why don't you get more into it? And then I started studying the same thing as he did. Mm -hmm. and got more confident in what I was doing, got more jobs during that. But I say, like, getting actually good wasn't, like, too long ago, maybe a year ago or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about you, actually? Like, we have never talked about that, (laughs) right? Like, how did you get in Australia? No, this is
1: yes, I will do a quick story so you can get back to talking about you. But long story short, I graduated college. So I did do the full four-year university thing. I'm not as bold as you. I definitely, not that ever quitting university was something on my mind, but it just was never even an option. I'm like, I have to finish college. I have to finish university. So I graduated in May of 2018. And then I knew that I was going to work the rest of my life. So I'm like, no rush and getting a real world job. I'm just going to go home, do wedding photos, videos because I was a wedding photographer and videographer at the time. And I got a job as a bartender at a country club, like a bar, a beer cart girl. Have you ever seen those?
2: I have never, but I can see you there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you like drive a golf cart and like serve people drinks, which pays so well and tips. So I was having the time of my life. Like I loved that summer. I traveled, went to Bali, um, went like all over the U S and I was just trying to, like you were kind of saying travel. Cause I think what we'll say, and maybe what, what my first tip is, is like you have to start traveling on your own and like paying for things out of pocket to build your resume and to just associate yourself as a travel person and that was my plan I'm like I'm associating myself as someone who travels and that's kind of what I was doing all throughout college by like posting travel photos and writing blog posts so I spent that summer just investing in traveling and trying to get myself branded you know your personal brand in the travel space so was looking for jobs again was in no rush I was really I've had found two companies that I really wanted to work and one of them was Beautiful Destinations. So I was just stalking their LinkedIn 24-7 for like
2: nine months. I'm not gonna lie, I did the same
1: thing. It's not like (laughs) everybody in the travel industry's like path, just stalking the Beautiful Destinations website and LinkedIn job page. So... By luck and by fate, I, February of 2019, they had posted that they were looking for an intern, but it was a postgraduate intern. So they wanted someone who already had already graduated, and that was February. So, like, all the people that were, you know, that would be applying in June, they were not qualified because it, they weren't graduated yet and was hiring immediately. But then all the people who graduated my year had already taken jobs. So, like, none of them could be an intern. So, me who had not taken a job and had just graduated. I'm like, okay, perfect. I'll do this internship. And it said, if successful, if you're successful for three months, it'll become a full-time role. And so in my head, I'm like, I know it's going to be successful because I am very capable. I'm so capable of doing this. I applied got the job literally two weeks later, moved to New York City. And there was a definitely big chance that it couldn't have worked out and that I would have just ended the internship. And then they'd be like, sorry, we don't have a role for you. But I totally found an apartment, moved in, full sent it. And I was like, okay, well, if it doesn't work out, I'll figure it out. I want to be in New York City anyways. But yeah, the internship was successful. And then I got offered a full-time role. What and was your job actually? Yeah. So the intern was on the production team. Okay. So an intern producer, which like, I'm so lucky with how it all worked out because that is definitely one of the best jobs. I mean, videographer and producer are the best jobs. For sure. For <laughs> like, sure. Some of the best ones. And it was an internship. I would have taken an internship like on the copywriting team, anything in advertising. So I studied advertising PR at Mizzou. And so when I literally got there the first day, my boss was like, You got the best internship. Like this is the bread and butter team. Like this is the best team to be on. Other than the videographers, too, of course. Cause like those are the teams that get to travel. And yeah, it was successful. So then I became an associate producer. And then after a year, I became a producer and now I've just been a producer. And now it's four years, three months later. I'm still working with BD. Now I'm freelance, but which I feel like I've talked about on the podcast before. But I was full time, then switched to freelance and it's been good ever since. You're doing a
2: great job. i not going to lie. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah, how's my producing skills, Julie? Really good, amazing. Yeah, I mean, she's getting all the coffee all the time. <laughs> <laughs> she's actually her intern. <laughs> Karen
1: never graduated from intern. <laughs> you never know. Okay, so going back to you, I would love to know what was your first big gig that, you know, because like you said, you were taking random projects, right? Kind of how your boyfriend at the time was. And I think that's everyone's, every filmmaker's (laughs) journey. You take random projects and then you get more and more into it. What was the first big project that you landed and you're like, oh my gosh, this is what I want to do.
2: That's a good question. So I really started like with corporate stuff and yep. the first paid project I did was an editing project like I was an editor for food blogger and I edit like recipes for Instagram reels it wow. was wow very interesting <laughs> you're like you know it's not what I want to do but no. it pays the bills yeah and like it was connected to filmmaking that's why I was like okay that's so cool you can actually make money from like what you enjoy doing I mean it was really certainly what I enjoy doing but it was editing but the real first big gig was actually last year it was pretty wild I just came back from Bali and I got a message of a friend of mine and he was like okay can you come to a festival tomorrow and shoot there for like three days straight and it was not paid but I was like okay I always wanted to get into like festivals and I filmed the interviews for like all these like with all the DJs like David Guetta and all the big people you know and I've been running around this whole festival venue filming, I don't know, 40 interviews over three days. And there was this one DJ and she was like, okay, I've rarely seen any women like doing film or actually videography. Mm-hmm. And she was like, give me your Instagram. And the same night I got an Instagram DM from her, like the first message literally was like, hey, Julie, do you want to go on tour with me? No, it was wild. From I'm an not gonna interview? lie. Yeah, like I barely talked to her. <laughs> that's amazing. Wow. I was freaking out. Not gonna lie. And like two months later, I was in Mykonos flying with a helicopter yeah. to Athens with a private jet to Spain. And I was like, what is my life? I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, that's that really just goes to show how it's one thing that will change your life. Always. It's just about like, you know, keeping like keeping the floor, keep going. And at some point you have this big event happening and things change so quickly. and from. That moment on, everything was just crazy. <laughs> yeah. So you went on tour. How long was that? Half a year. Oh, wow. But like every weekend, mostly, or sometimes like over a week. And we were touring like around Europe, US, Canada, Argentina, Chile, everything like literally so many places. Well, because tell people how many countries have you been to? Because did that help? Yeah. So uh it definitely helped. Like we had three countries mostly in three days. Oh, my God. Uh, 38. Yeah, that's crazy. countries. Our 38, yeah, number 38 was yesterday, actually, (laughs) right? We went to dinner in Bahrain, which is
1: the country next door. Just literally just to say that we went to Bahrain, which I love that for us.
2: Yeah, right? (laughs) Just the country for like an hour, just for dinner. I mean, why not? I mean, I'm not going to lie. We thought about staying a bit longer. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely were interested
1: in staying a little longer than an hour, but you know, next time. Next time. It's probably probably not our last time in Saudi, right? No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Okay. So going back to your career, when you had landed this project with this amazing, huge DJ, someone with like a big, big platform, like this is a real big DJ. Had you done a lot of travel videography or how did you kind of get your name out into travel projects?
2: So I had done a lot of, like, hotel projects. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a lot of contacts in that scene. I also did, like, a lot of collabs in Bali, which definitely helped, like, to build my portfolio a bit, like, further into it. Mm -hmm. But definitely, like, last year when I was in this event industry... I barely shot any travel content. And just because I was also like, after half a year, I was literally burned out. Like going to a new place or like three new places over a weekend. It's so draining, especially with different time zones. You're going on one to two flights every single day. It's super exhausting. But getting back to travel, like honestly, I usually only posted travel content on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got connected to like bigger brands, to other travel filmmakers and travelling together definitely helps these people have other contacts you can you know connect and that's like all how it goes like just go with the flow I guess Uh, keep posting to travel content so and and connect with people who are already there where you want to be
1: I literally love that tip because I think that's just the secret to getting your dream life getting your dream job is just do what pays the bills and brand yourself online as what you want to be and who you want to be because behind the scenes you were doing all this concert work and maybe if you had only posted about that full sent posting all these clips and stuff on your Instagram you would just keep getting more concert work. But really, your dream was to work with tourism boards and travel brands. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's the harm in putting out that personal brand and like only posting those travel clips? Because yeah, behind the scenes, you're sharpening your skills, you're making amazing content. And when those brands, the travel companies do reach out, you can send them an amazing portfolio with concert footage. They don't care. It still looks sick. It looks amazing. It shows off that you're able to operate a camera. But what got you those emails or that, that contact in the first place was that you've been sharing travel content
2: absolutely yeah like as you just said like branding yourself as a person you want to be not only online also for yourself yeah. like in real life. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like when you present yourself as a new person in a group, just say hey, I'm a filmmaker and I love to do like travel content. Even if you do like event concerts, whatever. Because you know, if you present yourself as an event videographer, that's what people hear first. Mm-hmm. And they're definitely going to keep this in mind first. But if you say like you're a travel filmmaker, oh cool, what are you doing? You Mostly you're deeper into the topic and then you talk about this and that's mm-hmm. definitely what you talk about, right? And not a But like... Hey, I'm an engineer. Yeah, exactly. Why do you think that we're afraid
1: to brand ourselves as our hobbies and our passions? And we sometimes just jump right into, oh yeah, I'm a teacher or I'm an engineer rather than saying I'm a food blogger or
2: I have a podcast. Like, why do you think that is? Mostly I have a feeling like, especially because this is our passion Mm projects or sometimes we're not uh, that like as successful as we want to be in certain fields. And we may be afraid of, you know, further questions Like, what kind of references do you have? But mostly people don't even ask that. Right. Right. And like, I think the biggest fear is mostly even disappointing yourself and not, you know, saying, Hey, I'm a travel filmmaker just because you don't have that much experience in it. Yeah. So I think that's, that's the biggest thing.
1: Well, even just in talking to you right now, because again, we've only been here for two days. This is the shortest shoot ever. I had no idea that you were so new to this. And even since following you, maybe what, nine, 10 months ago, I thought you'd been doing this for years. That's a good thing. No, like, so you've been saying that you kind of just got into this in the last year and even within like the last six months fully working with travel brands. You could have told me you've been doing this for four years and I would have believed you because yeah, like you have so many great friends in the travel space. who have so many mutual friends. I've talked amazing about you. Your page clearly shows that you travel. And I, yeah, I just think that's super impressive and kudos to you because like if that just shows that you don't have to have been doing this five, six years ago, like you got into this a year ago like there's time for people to change their life and like do what they want to do yeah I'm
2: just gonna say fake it till we make it mm-hmm. that's that's like a big motto in my life <laughs> whatever you want to do even like I don't know if you believe in like law of attraction manifestation mm-hmm. yeah. we talk about that a lot on this podcast definitely a huge part in this like I mean even like mentally establishing yourself in that space you know Just saying, hey, I'm a fitness blogger. Hey, I'm a full-time traveler. Just try to travel as much as possible Mm -hmm. and then establish your brand as like a full-time travel page. Mm -hmm. And then people are going to reach out to you and ask questions. And at some point it's going to work out that you're going to be a full-time travel page. It's all about manifestation, like believing that
0: is possible and pretending as if you're already there. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast.
1: A hundred percent. I want to hear more about what you kind of visualized when you were younger, because literally couldn't agree with that more. When I was in college. I'm like, I'm going to work for a travel company. And people were always like, Oh, where are you working after college? I'm like, I don't know yet, but I'm going to work in travel. Like I want to get paid to travel. And like, I literally got interviewed by the school paper. And in my quote, it was like, Kara's dream job is to get paid to travel. And I talked about that. So it's like, you have to you say it. it. Yeah, and I did it. it. And like I posted that screenshot because I think that interview was in like 2016. And then, you know, since I've been working in this industry since 2019, I posted that screenshot like a year ago and all my coworkers are like, this is actually wild. Like I'm like, yeah, because I feel like you have to have some level of confidence. Like I truly believed it. So what did you manifest? What were you telling yourself? And do you feel like confidence played a key role in that?
2: Uh confidence definitely plays a huge role in this. I mean, you can't manifest things if you don't really believe in them mm-hmm. yourself. I think that's the first point to start with. Um, but I definitely manifested a lot of things like I'm not going to lie. I had a vision board for I think it was 2022.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I usually do that thing like at the beginning of the year, at the end of the year. I'm going to, you know, print out these pictures, compare it to them, like the pictures I took over the year. Yeah. And it was actually wild. Like I had a photo. I don't know what got me into that, but like I had a photo of a first, co- first class flight cabin. Oh my God, my heart's like racing. <laughs> and then I was like in a private jet and I had like a similar photo. And I was like, honestly, I never, ever thought in my life I'm going to fly private jet. Like it was, I mean, it's it's not that crazy anymore for me wow um but like you know in that moment i was like okay manifestations coming true right and like literally it wasn't only one thing it was like so many things that like just like like shooting festival riding a helicopter and like all of that came together with that dj thing first of all for this year for example i had bd
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> pretty wild like honestly also i was talking about um I don't know if you know Colder Creative, Sam Colder. Yeah.
1: I think most people listening, if you don't even know you know Sam Colder, you know Sam Colder. He's like the OG. The OG.
2: Travel <laughs> videographer, filmmaker. Absolutely. And he has this this class, this course, and he's doing these annual my year contests. And I was like, okay, like I definitely want to get into BD. And I knew a few people went into BD. Yeah. And Sam Colder worked at Beautiful Sam Colder did as well. Yeah. That's how he got into it exactly yeah and I was like damn I have to win this contest you know I I wanted this kind of attention more in the travel space because what is the contest can you explain it a little bit um so you basically um it's for filmmakers and you wrap up your year in a cinematic video yeah uh, with a unique story or however you want to tell it. Because Sam Calder was he the first person to kind of popularize
1: his year interview?
2: Pretty much, yeah. I feel like that's why he does that, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. And like this whole community is so nice. Like you can learn so many things. It's like a whole masterclass, right? And he's hosting these my year contests. Like, I don't know, you can win like gear and money and first place, like a trip with him and all that stuff. Wow. And... I manifested to win that because I wanted to go into get into BD, right? And I think it was in March when when I got an email from uh, one of the producers. Hey Julie, we would like to have you on board. Are you down for a call? And they actually asked me first for Panama and I couldn't go there because I had another job in Morocco. But then they asked me for Saudi. And my first BD job was in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And also in that week, the call for the color creative thing was like in, at night at like 4am. I got up at 4am and I literally won that contest, You're right? Joking. And I was like, okay, like the next thing is lighting up. and like everything just came together. And like, it, I don't know, my life changed again within a week, right? Like it was all just like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, and just,
1: yeah. I did not so, know you won that contest. That is insane.
2: Yeah. Okay. Congratulations.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Uh that is huge. And that is so crazy. Like the fact that you're saying things just happen so fast. And like when one thing comes, more comes. Can you talk about that? Like, what is that?
2: I mean, you're in this positive headspace in the moment and that's the place where you attract more positive things. I just, I was in Bali last week and I had this friend and he was like complaining a lot about like certain things, right? Like, Anything, the food, he got food poisoning. And he just came, I don't know, he came back, had a scooter crash, all these kind of things. And it was like one thing after the <laughs> oh, other? One thing after the other. And that's the point where you got to get out of this negative mindset. Because if you keep like having this, you know, negative vibes, you're going getting attracted.
1: Yeah. And you're like, I felt bad for him. But like, yeah. Because we were talking about this last night. You're like, but it was a flat tire. And then it was... He lost money or something. And it was just like one thing after the other. They just kept happening. And he was bringing your vibe down is what you're going to say. And you're like, I feel bad. I want to like be there for him. But like, you have to snap out of it at some point.
2: Absolutely. Like, I think it's so important to take this time off at some point. Mm -hmm. If you're in this bad energy vibe, just to, you know, reflect about certain things, practice gratitude. That's the thing I love to do, like journaling and writing down the things I'm grateful for. Mm Mm-hmm just to get back into like positivity attracting good things getting back on track if i can formulate it like this yeah So yeah, definitely.
1: Okay, going back to getting out of a negative mindset, any other tips? I totally agree with you. I think practicing gratitude is one of the best things you can do. Do you do anything else? Because we do talk about self-care, mental health, like taking care of yourself a lot because it is so important and it goes so much more beyond just in that moment and just you know calming yourself down or releasing anxiety. But like you just said, it goes into your career, your next step. So any other tips for just getting back to that ground grounded self that positive mindset.
2: So, first of all, I would say it's so important especially with this travel lifestyle because you get so caught up and like, you know, go to the next place. You have a stressful day or whatever to calm down. One thing I love to do is like just working out like for an hour or something, mm-hmm. just going back like, you know, just f- simply focusing on yourself, your own thoughts not having anyone around you. I think that's super important to have like an hour at least throughout the day meditating. I've talked to another friend who's also like a full-time travel filmmaker a lot about this and he said like he's meditating a lot like doing gratitude meditation and uh, I think talking to friends about it is also super super important especially when you're traveling as much as we do like you know, I think we talked about this yesterday already, like having actual deep connections with people mm-hmm. is so hard when you're traveling all the time, right? So I think this is also important part, like, you know, to have a couple of people you can always talk to about your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're just so caught up in your own headspace and you can't get out of your thought system negative mindset. So that definitely helps a lot. Yeah. I
1: think I would love to go back to, you know, basic tips, beginner tips for getting into travel. And if you want to get paid to travel, but first I do think we should talk about the cons of this lifestyle because the grass is always greener. I don't want to glamorize this lifestyle because there are parts that suck and you miss out on a lot. Like for sure, we were totally bonding over this last night because of course, we both, this is our dream lives. Like we are so happy, but it doesn't come with so many things that you have to sacrifice and give up. So, what are some of the cons of living this lifestyle?
2: Yeah. So, first of all, about like saying that, usually on Instagram, you see like, you know, the perfect life of everybody. We should never forget about this, like traveling to the best countries. But as you said, there's definitely some, some cons that you can't, you know, just overlook. Like, for me personally, a big thing is, like, connecting with people. <clears throat> like, for example, if I have, like, friends in, in different countries, like, I usually see them every couple of months. Like, I just go back to Egypt and I meet a friend I just saw, like, last time a year ago. And in general, i say it's super hard to build, like, you know better connections with people if you really see them Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and also keep up a connection with your parents like for example my dad he's so sweet he's like literally he's calling me every three days but mostly like especially when I'm on a shoot like I don't have the time to Mm -hmm. you know talk for half an hour catch up on everything and you miss out on people's lives like for example your friends back home and you can never always tell the like all the stories you, you experienced, which you would love to share with your close friends. Uh, talking about close friends, that's also a way I, I love to connect actually with my friends, like my close friends' stories. I literally post oh, yeah. everything <laughs> yeah. inside there. It's yeah. so funny.
1: You're like, that's gonna, ha- that's how I'm gonna update everyone back home. Close right? friends.
2: Yeah, that's the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. So that's definitely a huge con, I would say. And also sleep rhythm. Like mm-hmm. I don't have a sleep rhythm at all. And that is a huge part of your health. Literally. Is your sleep. Literally. And then working out. Like for example, I know sometimes you don't have a hotel gym. I mean, that's fine. There's other ways to work out. But like it's so hard to keep up a routine. Yeah. I'm trying that. But I'm still failing.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that definitely the deep, meaningful connections And I don't travel all the time. Like you guys, a lot of you filmmakers are truly on the road 24-7. And, you know, I still have a home base. But even having a home base in St. Louis, a city that I'm not from, it has been hard to make deep connections. Because even last week, I finally found a hobby. I found a sand volleyball team to join. And they asked me like, okay, do you want to join this team? Literally the next day, I'm booked to go to Saudi Arabia, though. And then I'm like, oh, missing the first three games. Like, don't know any of these people. Can't do it now
2: it's so hard right like and then you're also think about like you know what if what happens if I say no to this but you're at right. some point like people don't understand why you cancel on them like why you have to preferably take that shoot because I mean it's an opportunity and this opportunity, it's money it's yeah, your job first of all you it's can just not go. <laughs> yeah, first of all that I mean you can always say no to things right but at some point like last minute things happen last minute changes also one big thing you can't rely on people and travel. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. Like, How often did I make plans with friends to travel and then either they had a last minute job, I had a last minute job, mm-hmm. anything else changed? It's wild.
1: And yeah, we recently had on Dr. Chelsea Shields talk about social connection and how it's one of the most integral parts of our health and our well-being and how a lot of us crave social connection. And if we don't have that, it's just as bad for your health as not working out, smoking cigarettes. It's detrimental. And that is truly one of the biggest flaws of doing this job is that you don't have the people that you see every week, or you don't go into an office every day and make those meaningful connections, or you don't have a church group that you see every Sunday. There's just like so many different places where you might have that really good social safety net is what she calls it. Those people that you can rely on. Absolutely. And we just don't have that.
2: Yeah, that's that's so true. And like sometimes I have the feeling those people who- travel so much they learn to love themselves in ways people who don't could never for example you you spend so much time with other people you barely know or like just meet every few weeks or months but like mostly you're just so with yourself and you have to love yourself to to maintain this lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're you're mostly spending a lot of time with yourself. And if you're dependent on other people or like being with other people, is, I would say it makes it definitely harder, but you learn it over the time. Like I learned to love myself very much over the last year and all these experiences. And I definitely appreciate it though.
1: Yeah. And if you don't get to that point, then do you feel like you could just get
2: really lonely? And Absolutely. I had that. I was there, definitely. But what helps them, like what we already talked about, like gratitude, journaling, talking to people you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Positive self-talk. Yeah. Not letting yourself spiral and... Yeah, positive so affirmations. I've done that. Oh my God. Like, I feel so weird doing this, but there's this positive affirmation thing. It helps. Do you talk to yourself in the mirror? No, not that. But like, I listen to that on Spotify. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not because I feel like negative, but like, it's just like, you know, a habit.
1: No, I think we all can get to those points of self-doubt. And even me recently, like when some of the projects were slowing down, I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? I feel like a failure. Like you just spiral and, and you're like you start to doubt your abilities. And I think that's a really great resource. And I'll link that in our show notes if you can send me that link. Because I think it would be really helpful. Sure. People definitely glamorize their lives too. Yeah. Cause I don't want to get too much into that. But like if you guys look up Shiny travel influencers or think their life is perfect, we both see behind the scenes of it all. It is not. It is not. And There's just so much we could say for that too. But just know that everyone has their struggles. Not everything is not as you see. Someone might be posting that they're in a five star hotel or living this crazy life and they're getting paid by the hotel, but they might be doing it for free or they might not even be staying there at all and they're shooting it for free and then going back to their hostel. Like everything is a facade, but it kind of goes into that fake it till you make it thing where, you know, if someone's posting that they're shooting a five star hotel and getting paid, then they can send that to the next five star hotel and show it to them and show it to their friends and be like, oh, yeah, they paid me. So you should pay me. So, But then it makes us look like, oh, my gosh, are we a huge failure? Like, we didn't get this five-star hotel to pay us. But
2: yeah, I think like social media is a bad example to take, like as a realistic, like as a, you know, example of reality, of real life, because like you can literally fake anything I could fake to be like, I don't know. Somewhere in Alaska right now.
1: <laughs> no, everyone, like people we know that yeah. we have on Find My Friends, other travel filmmakers and producers literally do that, which no hate to them. So like, no, stuff, but it's just what you think. It's to also deal. the
2: business, right? It's the business. Yeah. I mean, I'm not doing that, like faking no. everything, but right. I mean, it's totally possible. I like, just think about that. When you look on social media, not everything is perfect, but I mean, we all know that. Yeah especially with AI, especially with all the tools and stuff. It's like, wild. It's wild. Okay, so I want to get into
1: some more practical tips because we are not gatekeepers, I don't feel like. And we want to share some tips. Or I, want, I want to ask if you have any tips for... If someone wants to get paid to travel, I know you've already given some really great ones, but if you had to start from ground zero and rebuild your portfolio, rebuild your connections in the travel space, what would you do?
2: Okay. I mean, I do have a lot of experience in getting paid to travel for content creation specifically. Mm-hmm. I can't really refer to other niche mm-hmm. but relating travel content creation, it's just like, as you already said, you have to make, get your own money and pay for hotels, pay for these flight tickets, go on these trips. Mm-hmm. Um first of all your portfolio then you can create pitch decks, send it to travel companies, to hotels to do like collaborations. Usually, like for example, in Bali. In Bali it's so easy to get hotel collaborations. Mm-hmm. Or in Cairo, for example, I've like I've talked to a friend who's just there and he said it's super easy. So I'd say it always depends on the place how oversaturated it is yeah. with influencers or how down this country is for collaborations. But that's definitely a part where you can save money. And Also reach out to brands, like if you can shoot some content for them on your trip to Spain, to Portugal, wherever. Yeah. Because these brands are usually looking for content in nice places, but they don't have the budget to send anyone specifically out and pay them on top. So you can just say, hey, I'm going there. I would love to shoot some content for you. Yeah. And you can make some extra money. And in the end, you can maybe even come to a zero with your travel expenses. And that's how you start out. Yeah. And can travel more and make it a full-time thing.
1: Yeah, I think investing in it 100% is the only way to get into it because yeah unfortunately a tourism board or yeah a brand who wants is it related in the travel niche isn't going to hire you and pay you if you don't have anything For on sure. your portfolio so what are your thoughts on doing unpaid work
2: I mean, it depends, I guess. For example, for me, like last year, I wanted to get into the event industry. And I was asked to do like these interviews for free. And I did it just because I I wanted to get in and wanted to have these references. So I think, I mean, it depends on which point you are, like how big you are in the industry already. Yeah. What kind of uh, references you already have, if you specifically needed to pitch it to Uh, another job you might want to do. So I would say it always depends. Yeah, but uh, I still do collaborations. If I, for example, love the product, I would love to try it out. I would love to have it as as a reference. Or if it's a country, for example, if uh, like for example, if if I I had the offer to go to Hawaii mm. and I create like I don't know a thirty second travel film, I would definitely do it. Yeah, just because you know Hawaii is sick, and, and that's something you'd probably pay for exactly. So. Yeah,
1: you're not above swapping things, swapping services, if you were going to pay for that anyways.
2: Exactly. And if you definitely want to do it, Mm -hmm. then I think it's surely a thing to do collaborations too.
1: Yeah, I love those tips. I feel like it is just balancing what you might pay for yourself, what could benefit your portfolio. So yeah, maybe this unpaid collab to Hawaii didn't pay you, but like... I never went to Hawaii yet. No, yeah. If you're a company,
0: we're
1: (laughs) manifesting it. But if you added that to your portfolio, maybe other islands would reach out. Maybe you wanted to get into underwater videography and then this free collab in Hawaii, maybe they didn't pay you, but maybe they had underwater housing. And then you got to use their resources for free, which then gets you another project where you can film underwater. So there's just like things like that that you definitely have to consider. Absolutely. So yeah, I think being willing to accept unpaid work is huge. Like you said, networking Online and in real life, especially in real life, don't be afraid to say what your passion is and introduce yourself as that first. If that's what you're trying to do, if you're trying to make your passion your full-time thing, start introducing yourself as your passion. Could not agree more. Yeah, and just branding yourself and putting yourself in those positions where you get those life-changing
2: opportunities.
1: I think you hit everything on the head.
2: For sure. Like, just tell people you want to travel. And there's always going to be a way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's go into really quick. Are there any destinations that you think are the best destinations in the world? What places are you still trying to visit? Just any travel wrecks for anyone listening who wants to go to cool places.
2: Okay. I'm not going to lie. I just came from Bali, right? Yeah. (laughs) So Bali is definitely my favorite place in the world. Um, many people have different opinions about it like people say it's you know overrated there's too many tourists which is definitely a thing but just the amount of inspiring people you meet there there's so many creators there's marketing people people who work remotely like it's just a whole different mindset there yeah and just having this energy there is so inspiring and I think That's why I love Bali so much. Also, I mean, it's pretty affordable. It's beautiful with the rice terraces. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say it has the best beaches, especially in Canggu, where most of the people are staying. But in general, Bali is definitely a huge recommendation. Then another place I really love is Portugal. Portugal is like the best place in Europe, in my opinion, to have like beautiful beaches. And... Yeah. It's, it's just incredible. I don't know. I've never been to to Los Angeles, but it kind of reminds me of like the coastline Ooh, or okay. Malibu. I don't know. Yeah. Like, like rocky. Yeah. Yeah. It looks absolutely beautiful. So that's my European version of it. Um, places I definitely want to go. So as I said, Hawaii, mm. LA, San Francisco, just like the common ones, you know, you have to go there. And I'd love to go to Alaska. I don't know why. We just talked about this yesterday, right? It's like such an uncommon travel destination. Yeah, we were saying.
1: I think I have had forty-eight of the fifty states, and Alaska is one of my last two.
2: Let's go there.
1: Let's literally go. I'm let's, so down. Let's get a brand deal, guys. Okay, so we wants to go to Alaska with us. Uh, visit Alaska. Do you want to hire us? Uh, <laughs> any salmon companies? We will fly. We'll pay for our own flights. Yeah, come literally. Just host
2: us, Alaska then New Zealand definitely mm. it looks so beautiful and Fiji
1: mm-hmm.
2: Australia oh, oh my god like there's way too many countries so I'm I'm not gonna lie I want to go visit all of them not all of them but many yeah how about you oh my gosh Turkey was the
1: biggest one on my list and now I'm going there today oh my god true I, I'm so excited The Balkan countries, I think, are so cool. You're going
2: alone, right? I'm going
1: alone, yeah. Oh, a big solo traveler here. Big solo. I was reading some TikTok comments last night that were like, should I go to Turkey alone as a female? And the comments were like, it's definitely a more advanced solo traveler trip. And I'm like, okay, sick. I mean, that's who I am, but... I'm like, okay, a little nervous, but.
2: Thank the challenge. You're definitely going to learn a lot. But yeah. But Turkey is
1: a beautiful place. Yeah. I'm, I'm, my pro tip that everyone was giving me was just don't say
2: you're American right off the bat. Just
1: try to blend in because yeah.
2: yes, it just draws a lot of attention. <laughs> We've been trying like random, random accents <laughs> of of other countries. Can you imitate that? <laughs> They're just like, just don't talk too loud and be obnoxious. Not,
1: not anything bad's happen. That's just honestly a pro tip for literally any country. Just don't make yourself stand out more than you need to. But yeah, Now I really, really was excited to go to Turkey. And um, where else? Are- I would love to go to the Maldives. Yeah, Fiji. I want to go to Alaska. Oh, yeah, definitely. Totally <laughs> want to go. I want to go to Alaska. So please, let's do that. Okay, well, I feel like this has been so good. You've been so helpful and amazing. And as this is the Already Friends podcast, we ask this for every single guest. To you, what makes a good friend?
2: Okay, so I would say... There's friends in specific areas in our lives. You have these party friends, you have these friends you can just chill with. You have the friend you can always rely on. You have your travel friends. And just knowing what kind of role all of these people play in your life... And I think a good friend makes makes exactly being that kind of person good in that role. Yeah. As a person, you see them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: For example, I have friends like that are party friends, but I could never go travel with them. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I think a good friend is a person you can always rely on and you have open communication with, just generalized. Um, not looking at these specific areas and yeah just open communication definitely
1: yeah and for us just, just knowing what that friend is and absolutely kind of categorizing what they are and yeah if you know which type of friend they are then they as long as they're doing that role they can't really let you down and yeah as long as they're reliable in that aspect that, again, that's what that Dr. Chelsea Shields talked about on her episode. She says she has this philosophy of the five friends. So yeah, she also said that exact same thing. So you'll definitely have to check that out and I'll link that in the show notes too. Well, Julie, thank you so much. This was so great. And I'm so glad we had you on. Thank you for inviting me. Where can people find you? How can people support you? Anything you want to plug? Any new projects that people can check out?
2: Instagram always the way to go. <laughs> Best way to connect with people in my opinion. So yeah, you can definitely link that and new projects. I'm going to Cairo today. Uh, I always, honestly, I did a vlog about this, like about my Bali time and our time here in Saudi. So I think that one's going to go up pretty soon too. Then Panama very soon. So very exciting trips ahead and I can't wait to share any, everything on them.
1: Yay. Okay, awesome. Well, that was another episode of Already Friends. Thank you again for being here, Julie. And we'll catch you guys next week. See you. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We want to tell you guys, what is our favorite thing in this world? Getting Apple and Spotify reviews. So to thank you guys, when we hit 500 reviews on Apple and Spotify, we're going to
0: give you one of your favorite things. And we're going to tell you what it is. It's a $50 gift card to wherever you want. Please, come on. We're desperate. We're literally dreaming up these reviews in our sleep. Got to help us get there. If we want to keep creating great Already Friends podcast shows for you guys, we need those reviews. So don't make us beg, all right?
1: (laughs) So leave a rating, leave a review, screenshot it, send it to us. And yeah, when we hit 500, we'll pick two of you guys to get a
0: $50 gift card to wherever you choose. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you in the review section of our show. Love y'all. Love ya. Bye.